Okay, we were just talking about... Uh, I was going to say something before we started the show, and you said, if I write that down... Do I need to write that down? You'll, rem- you'll remember it, won't you? I don't remember it. What was it? <laughs> the Watchmen uh, okay, extra. Okay, yeah. So last week we reviewed Watchmen on... Let Blue- me just tick that box one more thing that you were wrong. I was right. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, go ahead. Okay, we watched uh, Watchmen, Watchmen on Blu-ray disc last week, and this week, this weekend... Zack Schneider, the director, did a one-off community screening of Watchmen through through BD Live, um, and we participated in it last night. Uh, before you just dis- before you describe what it was, what did you think it would be? See, I, now I actually thought that, like the maximum movie mode that we talked about last week, where Zack Schneider walks on and talks walks you through the movie and all that sort of stuff. I thought it would be a live streaming version of something like that. Like a presentation kind of thing where you see him, you maybe hear the audience, because he was actually with an audience screening the movie. Now, what it really was, (laughs) was basically like an IRC chat room with the director in it and a moderator, who I assume was typing for him because there was some fast typing going on or something. Anyway, it's probably a transcriptor or something like that. But it was basically an IRC chat room where pre prior to this happening, you could submit questions to Zach, which I submitted some. I'm, we didn't watch the entire three hours, so I'm not sure whether they were asked. But there was 10,000 people participating, so there's a Mine high the likelihood be- that they weren't asked. Mine was the best question. My question would have been, and he might have answered it, but it was, do you have any friends... Who are, fr- who are fans of the original graphic novel who think your movie is crap. <laughs> now that would have been a good question. And I asked him, um, I thought the soundtrack was amazing, what were the influences from that? And how did you go about getting such iconic people like Bob Dylan involved? But I think somebody else asked a similar yeah. question. But anyway, we uh, participated and basically it was a... It plays through your Blu-ray player and it the movie starts when he wants it to start. And there's a text box at the top where the questions come up and then he answers them in text form only. So I was saying, but he does pause the video and rewind and stuff, but we never saw that actually occur, but he does have the capability of doing that if he wants to go for a pee. Now, we don't know that later on in the movie it didn't turn into some sort of visual It didn't because I checked today. All right. <laughs> it's, it's just, it was just a, that. And now Which is still it, cool. It is really cool because we were saying... You know, we were sat on a Saturday night at home. We had it on the computer. We'd logged into BD Live. It was really smooth, very easy. I just pressed community screening, go now. The movie started up. Zack Snyder started talking at the top. And it was actually pretty interesting because we watched the, the, the credit sequence at the beginning, which I said to you last week was one of my favorite credit sequences ever. He doesn't really talk about it on the Blu-ray disc. There is a maximum movie mode, but he kind of goes quiet during that entire thing on the thing last night he actually talked quite a lot about it how they filmed it first they had to get the budget for it because it was quite a high budget deal to do it took them three days to film the entire sequence you had to get permission from Bob Dylan to change the song to lengthen the song yeah Yeah. Um, so it was very cool now I think Warner Brothers are going to do a transcript of the entire thing you'll still need the Blu-ray disc to access the transcript, and I'm not sure how it works, but it says there's going to be a transcript. And if you're familiar with the Dark Knight Blu-ray disc, they also did this um, community screening evening with Christopher Nolan. 
you can see the, the transcript to that one too. So, like while you're watching the movie, it happens. It just pops up yeah. like a pop up, or yeah, you just but, read it. No, it pops up. I think. Okay. But, but kind of like a subtitle, but at the top. Yeah, it's it's like a subtitle pop up video, subtitle comment director's commentary, not mm. an audio version. It's like a subtitle version. It's pretty cool. And I felt like I felt that when we were sat there, we were experiencing something that. Not everybody is experiencing. It's mm. like a one-off thing. You're with the director. You're watching the movie with him. Because he's sat watching it at the same time. I thought it was kind of cool. And now, it almost feels to me like pioneer days of it, though. Like, like it, there's, yeah, there's a lot they can do, but they're just starting small, you know? I do believe there'll be streaming video of him in the corner at some point. Or why not just put a, a sophisticated webcam? As That's what I'm... Just in a theater where he's... A, Standing on a stage watching his movie and talking about it. You don't need any fancy anything. Just have him there. The pause next- the movie. Have the volume no, not too loud. If he wants to turn up the volume and say, oh, listen to this. And you see him right there doing it and just broadcast it and that's it. Now, all that can happen. The, ne- the next step to me would be to just have a streaming MP3 style streaming audio presentation. A live audio commentary instead of a live text commentary. And then the next step after that, obviously, a live video presentation in some way. But I believe it all can be done. It's just early days. But I like to see... We always... I think every week we get BD Live up and <laughs> yeah. we go, well, that was a bit boring. What? There's nothing to do. But that is actually a good use of it. Shame it was a once-off thing because mm-hmm. Zach has got to move on and make another movie. I, can't, I guess he can't sit every Friday night talking no. to the fans. Now, see, I feel weird because we've just talked about all that without going into our new... I think this is where you should put the music... And then we'll start with the whole core line. So let's cue the music. You're listening to the A Scully cast brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A Scully and Sid Talk. I hope you enjoyed that lovely music. <laughs> and uh, here is uh, after the show number 80, 80. Ooh, ooh. Um, and this is Sunday, July the 26th, 2009. We're looking at the movie Coraline this week. It's funny that last week I said to you, we, we're watching the, we're going to be doing the movie Coraline. And you said, isn't that Caroline? Yeah. And right. that's actually a thing in the movie. Yeah. So, yeah, it is Coraline. We looked at the Blu-ray disc. It's a 2009 movie. It was released this Tuesday, just gone, the 21st. In North America, so you can go and pick it up now. It's from our friends at Universal. It's available on Blu-ray, DVD, or if you buy the Blu-ray, the DVD comes with it. So um, you're going to tell us what it's all about. I am. It is um, the story, essentially. A young girl with her parents who are very busy, they think. Too busy to pay attention to her with their little whatever they do. Um, it's all modern, pretty modern. They, they both write for some kind of catalog, and they're on the computer and the laptop, and, you know, so that's kind of interesting. But anyway, she feels neglected. Um, the mother doesn't cook. The dad cooks like crap. She doesn't have any friends. She's moved to a house she's not familiar with. It's all kind of creepy. At some point, then she has, what is it, a dream? And she's introduced to her other mother and her other father, where everything is perfect, and the food is fantastic, and everything's great, except they have buttons for eyes. And then, of course, 
That's that obviously a nightmare for me. <laughs> yeah, oh my god, I didn't even think of that. I didn't think of that the whole way through. Did you not? Because Ace Gully here has an unnatural, an unnatural, irrational fear of buttons. Well, you see the cover. I never even you thought of that. You see where it says Caroline, the O's a button. Yeah. And that kind of alerted me that there was going to be buttons. <laughs> they were everywhere. <laughs> yeah, everywhere. So in this, it is a tale of wanting something better and, you know, the grass is always greener and it isn't always. And you said, just before we came in here, it's like a modern day fairy tale kind of story. And it totally is. I mean, it's from any other, it's a cautionary tale of always wanting something that you don't have and thinking Whether what you have is is green enough. on the other side. Correct. Maybe not. Correct. And it's uh, stop frame animation, animation, stop frame animation, and it's fantastic. It looks beautiful. Okay, yeah, and, and before we start on the movie itself, I just want to say that I think this movie, A Nightmare Before Christmas, also on Blu-ray disc, I probably the ones you should always pull out to show people how amazing you can show something at home, like a, a movie, because the colors, the Everything about these movies looks I disagree because I don't think this movie or that movie highlight colors at all. It's a very muted, dark, grim world. Not in the other world on this one. Yeah, but but even that is... um, And one of the things on The Nightmare Before Christmas that really struck me as a showcase of Blu-ray was the luminous black light section of the movie. Yeah, but I guess, to me, that's not enough to make a movie or showcase movie at all, unless you're ready to queue up that chapter and just show it off. I think there are live-action movies that are better. I actually but... think this looks incredible, though. I mean, it's a fully... It, this movie was a digital... It was mm-hmm. actually m- mastered digital. It was never saw a, a strip of film. It never saw a proper camera. It was just hard drive. So it looked, to me, pristine. Like I mean, there was nothing to say that this is a bad transfer or anything right. like that. I, I was wowed by it. As soon as it came on, and you know, a blue hair and everything. like it. It's, That's true. It's, it's very visually, detailed. Like, yeah, and here's another thing. The real, high def, the real high resolution of Blu-ray shows off, on this movie particularly, all the different materials that were used for different pieces of clothes or sack things or mm. the, even the buttons that I hate. You can see every single... <laughs> It's pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say it's an amazing... The opening sequence is, was captive. I mean, seriously, mesmerizing to me where the needle is... The doll's yeah, being disassembled that. and put back together and uh, sewn back up. I got to say, it's a, for me, it's a standout Blu-ray disc. Anyway, moving on, with the, awesome. moving on with the movie. The story? Or the movie? The movie itself... Uh, I am a sucker for these movies. Me too, totally. There isn't enough of them, in my opinion, and of, for obvious reason. And what, you, is, what you said about that was really I, funny. When you're watching this kind of movie, the stout frame animation any of itself, these. you watch it, and what would you say? I said, it makes me feel completely inadequate as a human being. Like, <laughs> like, what's the reason for me to be here Like, when people are doing something like that? And in, the, in, in reality, it's just a movie, and yet it makes... Like, as a creative person myself, because I draw, and I make some things. Like you th- but you- then I think, there's nothing I can ever do that is that intensely, craftly perfected, and the patience it must take, all of it. I, did I just say, feel like, oh, there's just nothing I can do. I said to you, like, these movies don't make themselves. It's <laughs> absolutely... It's not like uh, they go and shoot for 25 days, and then it's finished. Like, uh, then they go and edit it. It's like... 
In fact, Three there was one cutout scene that it was just these swirly mice things that took a one woman 66 days. And it was... And it was cut from the movie. In fact, it's in the movie after the end credits, so yeah. if you want to stay and watch that, it's there. But, I mean, literally, it lasts, what, less than a minute? It looks incredible, but it took somebody... And it's totally worth I think it's totally worth it. I think it... I, I think it's worth it. You it's said you dying. feel like it's a dying art, but I don't. I, do. I feel like it's now found an elite position, because you're not going to find... And I bet, you know what, if you went on YouTube... Or on just oh. search around, you're going to find independent filmmakers you who do. do tons of stop frame animation, and you could probably find. You know, we never watched the ones from the Academy Awards that are nominated, great shorts and stuff. There's got to. There, I'm sure there are thousands. So I don't think it's a dying art. In fact, I think it's being perfected in a way with technology, but you can never ever capture that intimate thing that you. You can feel that a person moved that hand yeah. 500 times. Yeah, it's I not, just don't think you could emulate that because, like, with CGI. Right everything. at the beginning, one of the very opening scenes where Coraline's walking up towards the house. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's actually got a jerky look to it. I thought, which, oh, which mm. I like. Like, um, yeah, did you think. For a okay, split this, second. This isn't Toy Story. Also. It's not absolutely Correct. perfect. And that's what makes it charming, I think, because you can see the seams. It's. I mean, no, it looks amazing, but. It put the, me in mind of, like, Davy and Goliath Jason and the from when I was a kid. Like, yeah. the TV show where, you know... Yeah, I know what you mean, yeah. Like, yeah. the little... Yeah, but that is... That's what is... If you did it in a computer, it wouldn't look that way. And you could try to emulate that, but knowing that it's not a person standing there hour after hour, you think of this person coming in in the morning, and they, they're like, okay... Get the person set up, they've got their donut and their coffee, and they move something... They move 50 things... This half a millimeter, and then they push a button, take a drink of coffee, move fifty things a half a millimeter again, push a button, and then when I mean that's like all the end day, of the day, every day, that I person at the end of the day might have a tenth of a second of movie. Yeah, have like nothing, like yeah, nothing. Uh, or a one less than a minute because uh-huh. it's just that. And then to, I mean, that's beyond what this movie is itself. But it's you. At first, it's on your mind. And then it goes away, and I'm just sucked into the story and the, you know, every once in a while I draw, I draw, my mind draws back to the fact like, wow, that is a puppet that somebody touched 500 times to get that to happen. That's awesome, you know, and then I go back into the story. Now, I noticed in the end credits there was quite a lot of, like, CG supervisors, CG mm-hmm. this, CG that. Now, we watched quite, we watched the extras and stuff, and there wasn't a lot of mention of CG, and I don't know exactly what was CG, what wasn't. Well, there'd be things like the fog Cover-ups, that's rolling up. Yeah. Um, we saw where when they made the puppets' faces, their the bottom half of their face is separate, so they can pull it off and stick on a smile and pull it off. So there's a line across their face. Now those are just going to be blood. You know, those are going to be covered over in you know post production. See, imagine All the how, wires long, how much for that things. would take to do. Yeah, no, every to cover frame. every single frame. Like. I mean, there's going to be a thing where in their software it says when you find this line and this like shape. Face mapping. Or yeah, yeah, something like that. But still. You still have to go through and make sure. And you know, they they watch it, and then somebody goes, oh, crap it. 14 minutes and 42 and a half seconds, there, you can see half of that line on her yeah. face. Make a note. You know, like that kind of thing. So I, mean, I the, just The thing's pristine, though. You can't, you can't fault anything, I don't think. In, I, no. thought, I thought Nightmare Before Christmas was, like, amazing. I think this takes it to another level, because it's like a... It what? What? <laughs> Hate that phrase. 
Well, I will use it, it to another level. This I'm, is not a stupid reality show. I'm going to use it every week now. <laughs> okay, so I understand it in the context of what we're talking about, but oh my gosh! Yeah, so well, funny. I think like Nightmare Before Christmas was like for me. I mean, there's not many of these type of movies. I mean, there's things like Jason and the Argonauts and stuff, and we mentioned like original King Kong and things mm-hmm. like that. But modern day, like really well done. Nightmare Before Christmas is the one that springs to my mind. Or uh, Corpse Bride. Yes. Um, it definitely moves the craft itself forward. Yeah, it does. Because this is a different kind of look. It's not a Nightmare Before Christmas look. Even though it is kind of. It it's is a little bit creepiness. by the same person. The story itself and the setting and everything's got a, a dark feeling vibe about it. Kind of like an otherworldly... Like, if you're totally into Halloween goth... And I don't mean this... I'm not saying that, like, everyone who's into goth and Halloween and dark things will like this movie. I'm just saying some people will find it a bit dark overall and a little too creepy. Just a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, all of it's just a little bit too... I said it's like like a... But I love it. It's like a grim... The grim fairy tales from... Yeah, it's like those. It's got the macabre-ness to it. Yeah, the characters are kind of long and lanky and awkward and there's lots of bugs and creepy crawly things and... Did we mention that we liked it yet? Oh, I think so. (laughs) I loved it. (laughs) I did. I absolutely... I didn't know what to expect. I'd not seen a trailer of this one. Because I can't just stay clear of things like that. I'm not, I, but I hadn't seen a trailer. Only thing I knew was that it was by the director of Nightmare Before Christmas, who I assumed was Tim Burton, <laughs> even though it isn't. And we were wrong. Um, so I, I kind of had it in my mind that it's probably a little bit like a Nightmare Before Christmas. I knew it was stop motion. Don't know how I knew that. I just did. Was Corpse Bride stop frame animation? Was it? It was. I mean, it was like Coraline. It was puppet um, okay. stop, stop frame. They even in Corpse Bride had some life-size, if you remember, on the extras that we watched, some life-size um, puppets. Was that Corpse Bride? Yeah, it was. Oh, right. He'd, he'd, he'd done, like, a... Large full, scale. Yeah, full big ones to do, like, real close-up stuff. But um, this one, they're, you know, about yeah. the size of a microphone. Like When a, you see the guy on the extras at the set of the one thing where the father's playing the piano, and it's, like, it's in this sort of boxy room thing. It's about four foot across got cameras all the way around it and then then he's there like a big giant because yeah. there's like the puppet and the piano and everything in there anyway onto the movie itself what do you think of the story it was it was kind of what i expected from the story like it i kind of knew as soon as they i'm not going to spoil stuff but as soon as they introduced the other worlds type i kind of knew where it was going to go there's a couple of surprises in, along the way for me um, I actually enjoyed it overall. Oh, I don't totally. think there was a moment where I was kind of like, well, this is getting a bit... There was nothing. Never, And never. there's some really interesting characters. Just like Bizarre, like the Russian... <laughs> um, acrobat guy. Ringmaster from the circus. like a. But he's an acrobat. Like, he does he, all these weird emotions. Mail you know. orders horrible cheese. and It's just like, just these weird, like... He's developing a jumping mouse circus. And then the two actresses in the basement who are like... It's, Old and old and worn out, but they have their glory days of being like burlesque kind of performers, you know. So they kind of relive that with the creepy dogs. And what's really cool about it is there's this old timey feel of like everything. But I guess juxtaposed to that is this total modern, like the the 
parents drive a beetle and yeah. new cell phones and yep. it's but everything kind of feels this old timey and then there's this modern laptops and you know yeah. I, I really like that I, I, I liked the because you know something like a nightmare before Christmas it's straight up like here's a fantasy thing this had the real world yes and this mixed odd in world there. mixed in which actually brought me into it more and this my favorite scene of all the scenes and there's so many scenes and it's a real like low key moment but I really thought it was amazing where they went shopping for a school uniform and she was in the shop <laughs> and, and the school uniform is this boring grey colour which kind of you know s- suggests that the, yeah. li- the life in the real world is so dull compared to what Coraline's seen at this point and she's trying on these gloves <laughs> and she's kind of they're colourful yeah and she just just some of the way she stands and the she and doesn't she, have to say she anything she gets on a little just, stool that has wheels and she rolls past her mother and she's like wiggling show, her finger her mother, I want but her mother's clothes. ignoring her yeah. and then she comes right up to her mother and sticks her hands in her face without saying anything and it's just I, that scene little. I thought was and there's another scene and when it, she jumps on when she when she just like knocking around the house and kind of like a kid kind she's of, bored in the house yeah exactly and the, the father's trying to work on his novel <laughs> and she comes in the room and she's hanging well she's Messing with the door. She's hanging on the doorknob and like swinging back and yeah. forth, and the door's like, creak, 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 and she just keeps doing it. Yeah. And the father's like, okay, <laughs> can you just go make a list of all the windows? Uh, write down everything that's blue. I, I don't care what you do, just let me work, you know? So then they're like pushing, and she goes around the house exploring things and finding like rusty water heaters and leaky windows, and it's that one, whole sequence is really It's dead. one of those things that um, I think would work well for kids to watch. Because it's like a little adventure, you know? Yeah, yeah. But there again, it is a little bit creepy for younger kids, I imagine. Um, It's not any more creepy than a witch and flying monkeys. I mean, let's be honest. You know, from Wizard of Oz. Yeah, Wizard of Oz is fairly creepy, I think. Yeah, but I'm saying it's not like, you know, beyond... No, it's not. But um, I think it works on both levels, because me as an adult, I'm being told a fairy tale, but there's enough of the real world stuff that I could get behind. You know, like the... The way the father is and the mother. Yeah, yeah. The weird relationship. The mother them. is absolutely... Not just the way Terry Hatcher does her voice, but, I mean, the mother character is so believable, so irritating to me, because she's just like so many mothers who are just she's, so busy. She's like... The, she's kind of bitchy, and... I see her as like... You know, if you're a kid, the way you see your mother, like, she doesn't listen to you. That's how they are. That's not just how the kid sees her. That no, is how... I know, but that, what I'm saying is like when when you're a kid, um, adults are kind of... Jerks. Not just jerks. They're a... They're a... Selfish. Baffling, weird... You don't understand them. Like, yeah. you, as a kid, you've got this level of thinking, and they're on some other different thing, and you can't understand why are they so preoccupied with that and what's going on with that's that that's what I'm saying she's a real live mother who's selfish in terms of her time and they're like Carol, Coraline is an irritant to them but not in a mean way just like ugh just let us work and then but she came off exactly the way I know some mothers to be yeah and obviously she there's a couple of other sides to her character that I thought was cool too as the other mother or as the evil the, mother? See, that's a different mother. That's a different character altogether. That's what I mean. Those yeah. sides. Yeah, to I like when she went yeah. to the character. <laughs> like, put a smile on. Now that's that, that's a pretty grim kind that of thing. That was very the grim eyes as well. Your button eyes taking somebody's voice away from them. Uh, stitching a smile on somebody's face. Yeah, 
Because they're not looking. See, that's pretty dark stuff. It is. The little kid might be absolutely having nightmares over there. That's what I was thinking when I was watching. See, I don't think that because I never was afraid of anything. No, but I, like, I know some kids are pretty. Um, especially little ones. I'm thinking well, more. Well, they need to grow up. <laughs> not really. No, they don't. <laughs> they need to get over that shit and just grow up. And that's the point of this. Mm, Keeping yes. the spirit of a child, like the exploration and the. Well, she's an awesome character. I mean, she's not afraid of anything. She's very brave and very irritated When she meets the next door kid, the boy, yeah. she's yeah. just rude to him. Like She yeah. oh, she doesn't take his bullshit because he's, right. like, he's like a typical kid who's given a crap. Oh, I disagree. I think he's not typical at all. He's like the kind of weird well, I mean, kid in the neighborhood. He is weird, but what I'm saying is the the way he gives a crap. Like, he call, he, he gives a shit about a name being Coraline and calls her Caroline. Oh, he's not being mean to her, though. No, I know. It's just funny, isn't it? Like, he just keeps calling her Caroline, and she's like, My name is Coraline. And then she <laughs> calls him. Because his name is Wyborn, and she calls him, Why are you born? Yeah. <laughs> why, <laughs> why were you born? Yeah, so I like the story. Oh, I thought you? it was really good. And, and It's a good tale. It's you kind of know where it's going to go. It's a good lesson. It's a good yeah, one. It, like most of them, they're all like a fable. Is that right? It's a fable, isn't it? Seems it? like I don't know the definition of fable, but I think an Nightmare Before Christmas would have been a fable too. Mm. About love. Hmm. Um, so yeah, I like the movie. Um, let's move on to the cast of this uh, fine movie. Uh, so obviously the cast is voices only because none of this stuff is real, or is it? <laughs> um, so we got Dakota <laughs> Fanning. Button eyes. You wish. Yeah, we got Dakota Fanning as Caroline Jones. Um, she seems very grown up for her age to me. Yes. Like she's affected by show business. When you when you see her... You mean her. Yeah, yeah. The, just in films in yeah. general. What, what did we see her in the other week? Can't Day remember. the Earth Stood Still, was it? The other week. That yeah, wasn't That's like two years yeah. ago. No, it wasn't two years ago. The Day the Earth Stood Still. It was this year on Blu-ray. Was it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, the Day the Earth Stood Still. Oh, right. Yeah, the one with Keanu Reeves. Was she in that? No. Wasn't she the think. kid? Oh, I don't... They took her in the woods. I don't think so. But that was a boy. Thought it was Bianca. Girl. <laughs> I remember. Or was That's it? Not saying or was it knowing? Boy. No, it wasn't knowing. It wasn't knowing. It might have been the day. She was only, season. as far as I remember, the last thing we saw her in was the one with uh, Cruz. Mars. Oh, I think we've seen her in something after that. But anyway, whenever I see interviews, uh, the Earth Stood Still. I just look it up. <laughs> Are you sure there wasn't a girl in the day the Earth Stood Still? I think when she does the voice, because this girl has. Because of her parents being kind of, you know, the busy parents and kind of left her to her own devices a lot, she's got a bit of maturity anyway, and Dakota Fanning, I mean, because she's not a little girl anymore, she's kind of on, I guess she's a teenager, I don't know, she does it exactly, exactly right, in my opinion. There are moments oh. when she's really... Not the day the earth is still. And it was a movie we haven't seen yet, <laughs> but we saw the trailer, that push, the one where right. the, yes. she was in that one. But, um, yeah, she seems grown up to me. Like, before a time growing up. I don't yeah, know. when she says things like, well, you know, because I'm an actress, and, and when I work, blah, 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 and you're looking at her like, you're a girl. Yeah. That's like a 12-year-old kid saying, well, because I'm a doctor, uh, blah, 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 or because I'm a soldier. And you're like, but no, are you an that said, she was perfect. Oh, perfect. Yeah. yeah, I... It wasn't squeaky young I never girl. thought of Dakota Fanning while I was watching Coraline. I was thinking of... I did. Did you? I mm-hmm. didn't. I knew it was her, but I, I you know, sometimes, like... Keith David's in this. I, when I'm when that thing is talking, I'm like Keith David. I can see Keith David. With her, it was kind of. Who's Keith David? 
The guy with the really deep voice who plays the cat. Oh, yes, 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 yes. I see his face when I hear his voice, you know? So, for her, she's enough... Just sounds like other kids, like... You know, kind of. Um, and then there's Terry Hatcher as Mother, Mother, Mother. Awesome. I thought it was mm-hmm. awesome. I thought her voice... Was, she did excellent. I mean... Yeah, people get like blow off the the voice acting thing, but I actually think no, I, there are moments I think just, that it was she was just the difference because she had to be three different versions of the same kind of character, and at one point she sounded completely different than she had for another one. So I thought she did a really good job. Yeah, um, and then as the two old timey show busy ladies, mm-hmm. it's um, Jennifer Saunders and Dawn French, who most people will know from Absolutely Fabulous. Or the French and Saunders show in England, if he was, you know, Don French's Lenny Henry's um, wife, I believe. Um, I'm an American, I don't know who that is. You don't know Lenny Henry? I don't. Do you remember him? Lenny Henry's like one of the biggest comedians in England back in the 80s and early 90s. He was, he, he did a one Hollywood movie where he was, he's a black guy, where he was painted up to be a white guy and he, do, do you remember that movie? Double something or... They made him like a, he acted like a white guy, but it looked like a really, comedy. Yeah, and he looked really weird because hmm. he was a black guy. I know what you're talking about. I can't remember the name. No, I never saw it. Yeah, it was pretty poor, but that's that's who he is. But he, what what he really off topic, but what Lenny Henry is a lot is an advocate for things like Bono, where they do African, right? You know, charity thing, like that kind of stuff. But anyway, off topic. Uh, French, French and Saunders, I really like them. I yeah. think they're funny anyway. They just naturally funny together they've worked um, I think they're a bit uh, you know of themselves at this point about they've worked together who they so are long. and they're they're very I mean they're good when you're listening to them they're total show busy you know exactly spot on exactly what they expect but I just feel like they're kind of two of those um, very we are extremely famous and we've been around forever and we've done it all kind of thing you know I don't know what it is about them but they do a fine job in the movie because yeah. they have those kinds of voices. It's basically them. Caricature voices, yeah. so. And what they, in the movie, the um, Jennifer Saunders character's got the massive, enormous boobs that she hits Don French with a couple of times, which is really <laughs> funny. Um, then there's uh, Keith David as the cat, who we just mentioned. Keith David is anonymous, famous, kind of... You've yeah. seen him in everything as, as, like, the commander of this and the chief of the army yeah, and the right. general of that. You know, but not everybody knows voice. who he is because when I mention him, you like he's Keith David. But you when know, you hear the him. voice, you'll know who he is. Yeah, and he's got a perfect voice. He's not David Keith, which is another actor. <laughs> he's Keith. David. And the voice for, you know, like I say, I know it's Keith David doing the voice of yeah, the totally. cat, but it's perfect for the cat, and the character is a cat that talks. The cat who can slip between worlds and. And then finally, my absolute favorite here. Is Ian McShane as <laughs> Mr. Bobinski. And Ian McShane is Al Swanger. From, from Deadwood. Um, or Lovejoy, if you're a British person. You'll remember Lovejoy from the 80s. Um, Lovejoy, for me, wasn't particularly that good. It was like a kind of a crappy TV show in the 80s. But I think the guy is like amazing now. Like After watching Deadwood, that show was made for that bloke. I can't think of anybody else. I... You know, it's like, you know, when you, Gandolfini and The Sopranos, you can't... It's almost like there was one thing made for Gandolfini and that is it. This, um, Ian McShane, I think he's amazing. I really do. I don't know what we're going to see from him again, though, you know? 
What did we see him could in? Be, he could be a Keanu Reeves kind of dude where that's pretty much it. But then again, he could do something kind of deep. And, and it's serious. not like Deadwood doesn't... Didn't we ex- see him in something Yeah, we did then. see him in something else. And, and it was... It wasn't... Mentioned- oh, it was The Longest Yard. He was in prison with... And something else as well, just recently, because I remember you saying, talking about it on the podcast, it was something that we saw in the last... Mm. In this year, anyway. Um, but anyway... Then, oh, no, it wasn't. It was uh, Death Ray 3000 in prison. It was prison. that too, yeah, which was not great. So that was it. <laughs> um, but, yeah, if you want to see something amazing with... Ian McShane, go and get the HBO series Deadwood, seasons one and two. It's a shame that they can yeah, after... just watch it all the way through. Just get your drinks and foods and yeah. sit down and watch it, because it's And they, awesome. did, they did can the series after um, season two, and it didn't have a resolution of such. And we was like, oh, please come back for season three, please come back for... And it just never happened. So it was a bit sad, because it was... It's really it, good. Like, I Love the Sopranos, it was that quality in a Wild West... Um, it's amazing. Anyway, um, that's <laughs> a different story. Yeah. Uh, the director of this movie is uh, Henry Selick, who is the director of A Nightmare Before Christmas. And I'm sure in most, if you're in a trivia game and somebody said, who's the director of A Nightmare Before Christmas, you would say Tim Burton. Correct. Of course. In fact, I would have before this week. But it's Henry Selick who actually directed that one and this one. And he also directed Monkey Bone, which was a Brendan Fraser slash stop animation slash live action which I have watched, and I remember it being very average. <laughs> but I, I believe there was some fun to be had in it, but it was a very of its time, you know. Um, and also Nightmare Before Christmas, and also a movie called Moon Girl, which I didn't see. Did you see Moon Girl? I did not. Um, but I think anybody who deals in this kind of... needs to be applauded, because it's such good work. He also wrote it. Yeah, he did. Or the screenplay. Yeah. I don't know where it came from originally. Oh, it came from a book by a famous... (laughs) He's looking up on the internet, folks. Yeah. Isn't it like a a funny... This is also off the movie topic. It's like really famous, right? It's Um, like we all can't really think for ourselves anymore because we have a world at some fingertip point. Some people have it on their phones, on their laptop, on the computer. And it's like your first instinct isn't to sit there and mull it over in your mind. It's to go click it and look it up, which He's I think is very funny. Neil Gaiman, who is a famous writer who wrote Coraline, he also wrote Stardust. Oh, good one. The book of Stardust. Good movie. Um, very fun movie. That one also had a darkness to it. I like that. And he also wrote the screenplay for Beowulf, which we have not seen. It's Beowulf. We call it Beowulf. Beowulf. Yeah. Um, Beowulf. <laughs> Are we, in, are we in silent mode now? And he also he also wrote a uh, Star Wars book called The Road to Endor, nice. which must be a um, Ewok adventure of some kind. Um, anyway, that's who that's the director, and I've, I I really I got to admire that for for me. I mean, the director. I mean, he doesn't do the stop frame animation. You see, he no, leaves he, people to their own little sets, and he storyboards it. it, and he puts that, the story together. It right? looks how it does because of him. I mean, he, totally his decision. So. And this is a kind of film that I reckon takes a lot of directing. Needs a director, yes. Yeah. Um, now, moving on to... We watched the Blu-ray version. Um, which has this really beautiful kind of mirrored cover, which they spoil by putting stickers all oh, over Oh, my word, they did. Because it is really... It's got like a mirror effect. Um, 
God, why do they do that? It's so obnoxious. Yeah, I know. I know they have to tell you. That you know what? Just after that show we watched last night, I'm telling every marketing PR person out there, no offense to the people who send us these DVDs, but come on. Is there no end to where you want to creep into our minds and freaking manipulate us constantly with flashy shit in front of our eyes? Just give it up. Just be straight up. Drop it all. I'm sick know, of the I branding you, and the labeling. And I know all you that need stuff. to tell us that this 3D and we didn't mention this uh, that this is actually a 3D movie. If you want to watch it that way, or like we did, watched it in the 2D version to avoid mm, that. Definitely. Edits. But we'll mention that in a second. So it's the Blu-ray version. It comes with the Blu-ray, a DVD, and a digital copy. And what's interesting is normally you get three discs when they do that. Well, they've actually incorporated the DVD and the digital copy into one disc, which is nice because yeah. I don't see the point in having three discs for some digital copy that you might not even use. You get the Blu-ray and the DVD on one disc. The Blu-ray is on one disc. The DVD okay. and the digital copy. Because that would. That's look. a bit rough. No. <laughs> uh, right. So you get all three versions of the movie, which to me is great, it's and that's good. how it all should be. Now, there should be no reason for the separation like everybody should buy the blu-ray copy and if they don't even have a blu-ray player then they've got a blu-ray for later but they can use the dvd i think that's the way to because go. as you noted today there's a blu-ray player on sale somewhere for 98 there's a blu-ray player in walmart right now for 98 dollars, so it is getting affordable but is that the kind that you can connect to bd live with it doesn't do bd live right. but it does do picture in picture and all that stuff so you know it's right, right. I, w- I would consider one of those for a secondary sure. player you know um or a kid's room if you yeah. get a hundred bucks to or a bedroom it. or whatever um, so yeah it has a nice slipcase it's just a normal cover inside we've seen this I actually like this cover a lot apart yeah. from the stickers uh, the, I do too the stickers by the way are, it's, this includes 3D glasses and them trying to tell you that this is a great value because you get all three versions of the movie it's over a $60 value here's another word of advice to marketing people and corporations I me the consumer I determine the value of the stuff you're selling me, not you. So stop trying to trick us. Trick us? I'm really sick of it. I'm just so fed up. So I'm telling you now, that's not a $60 value. It's worth about 12 bucks to me because it's a good movie, good extras, end of. You can't tell me it's worth $20. So that's it. <laughs> and it so it comes with a bunch of features, actually. Quite, quite a lot. It's a pretty loaded edition, I think. It was, yeah. And like I said, for this kind of movie, because we really enjoyed the movie yeah. and the, the art of it, we already you could pretty predict they're going to tell you about the puppets and the music and the oh was there a music one? Well, let me go into this. Okay, now. it uh, starts <laughs> off with Universal's U Control feature, which I'm actually getting more accustomed to and liking a little bit more now. I understand it, like because we've seen enough of them. Remember at first when we was like, "What the hell do we do? What, what are all these things we can choose?" Now I kind of yeah, I'm used to it. Anyway. The U-Control features on this particular disc, there's a picture-in-picture mode, which is watch the entire movie with live-action interviews and behind-the-scenes footage. It's cool. It's like most of them that you see. It's extra stuff, though. There's documentary standalone on here, but it's new, different stuff than that. Then there's the tours and voice sessions. Now, one of them is where you can choose... uh, storyboards of the scene you're watching in a picture-in-picture. Looks really cool. Do you remember mm-hmm. at the beginning? And the other one is the voice sessions is you can watch the actors record their voices and watch the movie at the same time so you can see the performance happening. Um, another, I think that's another good use of picture-in-picture. Uh, then there's like standalone features. There's deleted scenes which are all actually finished deleted scenes presented by the director 
And this really... Oh, thank you for acknowledging it's weird. The way they edited it? Yeah. It's like... (laughs) It's like, you know when... So obviously they film in the director to do this little intro. And then they filmed him for a period of time when he wasn't doing things, scratching his nose, looking downwards. And they interspersed those moments into it for no apparent reason. No apparent reason. kind of annoying and like zooming in and out. Yeah, you know what? We don't all have ADD. We don't need you to have to constantly be... Uh, making our eyes dance around. Just have him sitting there talking, and that's good enough. Well, the good thing is it was, it was fairly decent. brief. Yeah, and, yeah. And, but, and he did... Ex- I like the director explaining what the deleted scene is rather than there's just this random deleted scene that you're like, okay, I don't... You do get the same explanation most of the time. It was for time, for repetition, so you know what they're going to say. And there wasn't time. many deleted scenes because, like he says, in this kind of movie, you don't really want to film more than more than you have to put on the screen because it's... Time. I bet if you were the person who animated that scene, you sit in that boardroom when they're talking about deleting scenes and you fight to keep yeah. your scene in there because you're that like, come on, it's days. seven seconds. But yeah, it took me a month of my life to get that on there. So so there's the deleted scenes. There's also the making of Coraline, which is actually a full documentary broken down into sections um, on the making of the movie. It covers like casting, um, how... The voices were done. The puppets. story buzz, the puppets. It's really an in-depth. There's one about length. the bugs and the creepy crawlies and the rats. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. It's uh, and that's the making of Caroline. You can watch the individual chapters of it for what you're interested in, or you can watch it as a whole deal. Then there's voicing the characters, which is a standalone. Even though voicing the characters, they do cover it in the documentary. There's a separate one called voicing the characters, which is the one we saw with. Go- talking to all the actors it's actually really good because Mm -hmm. they cover everybody in quite a lot of detail and show the performances and then there's creepy Coraline which shows you some of the crawly creepies yeah the the rubber rats that they made and and then additional features as they call it on here is a there's a full feature length commentary with the director and the composer of the music that you can an audio commentary because the music is quite good and very and I really liked it. Yeah, it was really good. And then there's uh, it's that orchestral with a sing like a choir singer, and it's there's a real eerie piece at the beginning with the stuffed doll that you said you liked. That mm-hmm. opening, that music there was really kind of creepy, eerie. Like, and then there's D box motion enabled if you've got one of those posh D box things. <laughs> Has anybody? Um, and then uh, yeah, that's it. BD Live. We, I went on to BD Live. This is obviously active right now because this DVD's out, Blu-ray. And it had a exclusive interview with the director, a video interview, in that style with the. Mm. But it's a bit that wasn't put on the disc. So. Overly edited. So it's new. It's some new stuff. If you're a completist and a fan, you get the whole lot. Now, one of my things about BD Live, I was thinking last week, is yes, they put stuff up on there, and I buy this disc, you know, because say I'm a, I'm a big fan of Caroline and I want all the extras, and that's the reason I got the Blu-ray, because that clip stay there forever can I'm I like, log what in what if I buy that in two years when That's it's what I mean. $5 dollars can I log in in five years time and still see that or do they remove it interesting not getting your money's worth if they don't and then there's digital copy and all that stuff um, that's pretty much it it's a loaded I think it is a, when they say special edition or collector's edition sometimes they're taking the piss I don't think they are on this one it really is probably everything to do with this movie now let's just mention before we finish on this one comes with four pairs of 3D glasses in the box and there's also a 3D version of the picture that you can of the whole movie that you can flick to. 
Now, we're familiar with, um, after watching Journey to the Centre of the Earth, and not really liking the 3D a lot, we decided to watch this one in 2D, and I'm very glad we did because of the picture quality and how amazing it looks, because when you look through them glasses, it's all purple. It's horrible. It is horrible in terms of, like, it removes all the colour and saturation, so it it doesn't look like a high-def thing anymore. It just looks like some you're looking through some crappy... Yeah, totally. The 3D effect works fine. It's, it's fine, but for me, until they get the clear Disney 3D stuff that we see that is in the theatres right now, until that's in the home, I don't see the point in 3D at all. Correct. I'm sure kids love the novelty of having a movie night and sticking the glasses on and, uh, at home. I, I imagine if I was a kid, I'd be probably thrilled to see some 3D stuff, but at my age I don't no. really I've seen it enough the payoff isn't good enough for the aggravation well, let's not, just like say, you said I might be one of those people I don't see the 3D art. I don't see the benefit of it sometimes I don't even you're like oh it's jumping right out and I'm like yeah I see that it's poking out a bit but it's not any different than it was before and the purple drives me crazy so yeah and it does And and but I'm saying it's there and there's four pairs yeah. of glasses if you, which is nice because they used to only give you one pair and I was I always used to think how many people sit with the family and have to share these glasses? <laughs> right. like, you have a look. You have a look. So you do get four sets. Um, so yeah, that's the Coraline Blu-ray feature uh, movie. Thank you to Universal, and I want to say it's definitely an own one. I've put I'll put it right next to Nightmare Before Christmas in my collection. That's not alphabetical. It isn't, but well, a Nightmare Before Christmas, pretty close to Coraline. pretty close, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it, it fits right with it. It's if you like this type of movie, I don't think you can go wrong with that one. You need a Tim Burton box, even though I know he's not the director of it. He's not actually anything to do with this one, is he? Really? No. <laughs> even though you might. Some of Tim Burton must have rubbed I bet off. he was there sometimes. I mean, he's friends with the guy. And he's real, And Tim Burton's into stop animation, so I'm sure mm-hmm. he wouldn't have passed up a chance to come and see his friend. But um, thanks to Universal, I, I, it's a buy for me. And I, I'm, I'm all for giving you the DVD and the Blu-ray in one box. Yeah, in totally. fact, there should just be one product for every... A Blu-ray disc that everybody buys. And it comes with the DVDs, so if they're not equipped, they've got the one that they want. They shouldn't really be this separated thing. I always thought about that with, you know, the full frame and the widescreen when they used to try and sell them separate. Yeah. I never used, That should never have been a separate product. They should have both been in the same They box. did. They were flip discs. Well, <laughs> at first it wasn't. You had to go and figure out which one was the... They'd have a yellow stripe at the top that said full screen and on the other one a red stripe that said widescreen and you have to go through all that like I think sometimes there's two reasons why they do that kind of stuff one obviously is to make more money right Mm -hmm. to put out enough products then you're gonna buy more products which is irritating and the number one is they think everybody's a fucking idiot they think everybody's so stupid that we can't you know what I mean? They have to put out every single thing and make it very clear and cater to every single person. And I just, that, you know. I just think, I definitely think one for movies, one product, whatever the format is of that time, if it's Blu-ray or it's super, super green ray, whatever in the future, <laughs> that one everybody buys. And then it if, if it requires a separate disc for the other people who don't have that yet, then that's in there too. So everybody gets the best version. And if they want to experience the best one, they buy the player for that particular. That's how it should be. It should not be all this. There's the special edition and the two disc special edition and the one yeah, with the features and the one without the features. Focus all of your resources, all of your budget onto the one thing. Make the price lower. Give us everything in one package, including every extra you can cram in there. 
or no extras. You know, if you want to pick and I mean, if we want to go one way or the other, but I think put as many extras as you can on there, make it an experience. I think you're right. Yeah, definitely. So there's our rant for um, <laughs> the Blu-ray slash DVD people. Thanks to Universal for the disc. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure they love it when everybody, when we're saying like, oh, you suck because you do this and Not that. to be sucked because that is a really... That is a that's, good one. And that's the best presentation of that movie. That's what we're get. saying. You have made a good example. Yes. Of what a DVD... Except like, for the stickers on the box. Put the DVD in the box. You did it. That's great. That's Disney cool. were doing it only at first. People are taking their lead. Because I don't care about the digital copy and I'm not sure a lot of people do. Hmm. Um, so movie recommendations for this week I'm going to go with uh, Edward Scissorhands now for my first one and that's just it's not a stop motion movie or anything but I feel like it has a vibe of this movie Tim Burton obviously but um, I'm going for Edward Scissorhands it's my favourite Tim Burton movie out of all of them Um, and Mm -hmm. my second one because it does have some stop motion video is Sam Raimi's original Evil Dead which is the best Evil Dead in my opinion it's cheesy, it's hokey, it's done on the cheap. It, the stop motion thing is laughable, it's so bad. But there's something very charming about it. <laughs> so they're mine for this week. Would it still be charming if you watched it now? Yeah, totally, because oh. I have memories <laughs> of it, you know. And mine are The Chronicles of Spiderwick. And part of that is just the. It's the Spiderwick Chronicles. Spiderwick Chronicles. <laughs> That's the Chronicles of Narnia. Slash. The Chronicles of Riddick. <laughs> Yeah. Chronicles of Riddick mixed with Spiderwick. No, okay. Spiderwick Chronicles. Yes. Which is another one of those kids and peril and sort of a fantasy fairy tale. You have to see it to understand. It's got a similar dark, you know, kind of vibe. And another thing about kids thinking their life is really horrible, you know, and wanting something better and having to realize the family they have and everything is pretty good. So I like that one. And Wallace and Gromit, the originals, I think that is a really good stop frame animation example. Modern, Pretty modern. I mean, they're, what, 15, 12, 15 years old? Pretty old. Uh, yeah, they are. But. but really charming, really sweet, and very, to the point, stop frame animation. Can I just bring this up? So good <laughs> that when you went to see one of the Wallace and Gromit newest one on the theater, you fell asleep. Yeah, I didn't love the movie. I said the originals. I'm just the TV saying. shows. I fell asleep because I'd worked 12 hours before. Been up 12 hours before that. I was on about a 36-hour day. So, you got something else to say about that? <laughs> Anything else? I'm just thinking Anything else? Only movie I think I've ever fell asleep in my whole life. Mine was... Wear uh, hair. I'll tell you one that Wear I... Wear hair. That's what it's called. I'll tell you one that I fell asleep in the movies with. On a date. <laughs> Sleepless in Seattle. <laughs> Actually, I'd been to work. Uh, a bit. I worked all day. Oh, you mean you have a reason for falling asleep in a movie? I worked all day, and then I. It was a new girlfriend. I, in fact, I'd only probably been out with her two or three times. I went to see Sleepless in Seattle. But there weren't very many more times after that. No, actually, it went all right. But I went to see Sleepless in Seattle with her, <laughs> and totally fell asleep for. I reckon I only saw about fifteen minutes of it. <laughs> I bet I was snoring, dribbling the whole deal. Funny. But she, she stayed with you after that? She did, yeah. I think she was just thought, oh, at least he shut up, I can watch the movie. <laughs> Charming. And my other one is uh, you- James and the Giant Peach. That would be one of my favorite stop frame animation movies ever. I just think it's... I don't, you have to see it, and it's just charming. It's not as advanced, I don't think, when you uh. watch it. I mean, the story's really awesome, though. It's really adventurous, and really sweet, and so I love James and the Giant Peach. 
So there's our recommendations for this week. We've got some contests on the site. You just have to go and check them out. They're on the right-hand side of aschoolie.com. Uh, next week's uh, review will be I Love You Man on Blu-ray disc, which is Paul Rudd, Jason Segal, who's the guy from forget, Forgetting Sarah Marshall, the one who shows his willy. Saving Sarah Marshall, but it was my call. Yeah, um, or Saving Private Ryan. Uh, yeah, it's a comedy with those guys, and... Uh, I, I really like Paul Rudd so I'm hoping right. it's a good one uh, so yeah that's on Blu-ray and that'll be next week um, games and A. Scully stuff games and A. Scully stuff yeah <laughs> boom. okay so uh, this I'm week I'm losing steam because I'm freaking hot this week I've been playing <laughs> Battlefield 1943 which I mentioned last week it's Battlefield that you know and love it costs $15 you can get it from the PlayStation Network or Xbox Live. It's cool. I highly recommend it. $15. What's that? Price of three Big Macs? If you meals. like killing stuff, right? You're killing people. Yeah, it's a shooter. Right, but right. it's a downloadable shooter that looks like a full game. It's not like a half-assed thing. Um, second game, and I only got it today, and I have played literally ten minutes of it while you were in the bath. Wait, we were gonna, you went to the bath, have a bath, then we were going to watch the movie, so I slipped in 10 minutes of Wii Sports Resort, which is probably the, one of the biggest titles on the Wii this year. It's the follow-up to Wii Sports that everybody who owns a Wii owns, because it came in the box. Um, it's a lot better than Wii Sports, because it's a fleshed-out version. You with land, the Wii Motion Control as well. With, yeah, it comes with the Wii Motion Plus, which, if you don't know what it is, it makes the Wii Mote more like it was supposed to be originally... It's, Arguably. It plugs onto the bottom of your Wiimote and it actually makes it one-one motion instead of just the it only picks you up because you're pointing at it kind of thing. You can, like I showed you, mm-hmm. you can put it behind your back and when you're doing the sword fighting, the sword appears behind your back on the screen, which is really amazing, I think. Um, so yeah, it's Wii Sports Resort. If, it's got a lot of sports. I was The ones I was playing earlier was frisbee throwing, where you throw your frisbee at the dog. dog brings it back. You have to hit the targets, which is cool. Table tennis, which I really enjoy. That one will be fun. You can really spin the ball by twisting your wrist. Um, parachuting, where you're, where the Wemo is actually your parachuter. So you, when you spin it around, he spins around. And, right. you know, you're using it like a paper aeroplane. And there's there's actually an aeroplane game where you're just using the Wemo as a paper aeroplane. I'm waving my arm around, but it means nothing <laughs> to you. Um, oh, yeah, I can see what you're doing. There's archery. Where you're using the Wemo and the nunchuck, and you're pulling the nunchuck backwards and letting go, and the the arrows, which is real. That to me is like. Did you do it? Yeah, I did do it. It's pretty cool. Um, there's ten pin bowling, like there was in Wii Sports, but there's also a hundred pin <laughs> bowling, which is insane. It's massive. Yeah, because you, you throw the ball and you think I'll never get anywhere near a hundred down. I got ninety seven down on my second one. So nice. There's golf. Uh, which is Wii Motion Plus Golf, so it's a lot more sensitive and accurate than the other one. There's water s- jet skiing, where you hold the Wiimote and Is the- that golf better than the other golf we played? Yes. A lot better. Um, we'll, we'll play it before next week, and we will right. talk about it properly. Anyway, Wii Sports Resort is available today, Sunday, because Nintendo have these weird Sunday launch right. days. I won't discuss it with you, but why is that weird? Because most things come out on a Tuesday and Sunday. Is the, it, Sunday is probably a better day to Tuesday's put Tuesday's weird. Sunday is probably a better way, day to put stuff out because people are in the stores. Um, exactly. And Nintendo 
traditionally do a Sunday launch on their own titles. So it is available today. It costs forty nine ninety nine, and you get one Wii Motion Plus in the box, which ordinary, which costs twenty dollars on its own. So the the game's thirty, like the original Wii Sports was in Japan. Um, I think it's worth it because I think it's one of them where you get a few people around and you. It's a lot deeper than the other game. Yeah. You know, it's not just five little mini games and there's no progression. There's actually achievements in And you in do kind of get that thing where you do the one, you play it for a little while, and you could say, oh, I get bored throwing a stupid frisbee in my living room. But then you think, hmm, you get I'm going to try the next one. I don't think I'll go try that parachuting thing. I don't think I'm going to try that bowling thing. You know what I mean? So it has, I don't think it's worth 50 bucks. I don't think any of them are, but I think it's worth 15. It's a very good Wii title. Um... And I've played a lot of Wii titles recently, and it's really up there with the. And you best. like killing stuff, so yeah. So this is like I'm not into sports games. <laughs> yeah, you like you like serious shooters and adventure games and racing games, and so this isn't exactly like, you know, you aren't the. It's not profiled. my cup of tea, but it is. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's so fun. I think anybody could pick it up and play it, and I, I, I. I've only just got into the Wii thing. I only bought one a month ago or whatever, two months ago. Yeah. I, I'm i digging what I've played so far. And if they keep bringing stuff out like that, I mean, I'm on, I'm on. I'm in. So, yeah, that's Wii Sports Resort. The other game I've been playing is an Xbox Live downloadable game from Twisted Pixel, the makers of The Maw. Maw! And that is Explosion Man. <laughs> which is... Yeah, you're this... He has this weird little laugh. He does, yeah. You're, you're this experiment gone wrong, basically. In a laboratory. And you're a man who has one attribute, power, you can explode. And not die. Not it. die. So you can explode, and the explosion resulting from exploding launches you into the air. So it's a platform game of sorts, where you're getting from one end of the laboratory to the other through all these devious mazes by exploding now you can explode three times in a row and then you have to recharge so you use it to bounce up walls and get to where you're going it's actually really really a lot of fun and <laughs> I, I dig these guys Twisted Pixel because they're just a very indie developer they're a couple of guys who make games and that's awesome Xbox Live thing, and the Playstation Store those kind of things they really give an outlet don't they for people who make stuff at home like, I'm sure there are a lot of hoops to go through to get you're, I mean, you have to be a certain but, quality, and yeah. But it's a business model that never existed before. I mean, these small, they could never afford to print a disc and have it in the store. Right, yeah. It would never have worked. So I think it's really good, and it costs eight hundred Microsoft points, which is about ten dollars. But the game's massive. I'm only there's three levels that are broken down into like seventeen levels each. Right, and I'm halfway through the first one and I bet I've been playing it four or five hours already so it is really a big game so that's Spurgeon Man um, the other thing I you bought me some new glasses we went to the opticians I really <laughs> love them but there's a couple of problems so we're going to go back yeah. tomorrow and get them sorted out the, the thing's too tight on your ear and the thing doesn't look like it's connected to the frame very well no because we see ordinarily I, I'm quite picky anyway but that is an understatement. These are expensive <laughs> glasses. You know, they weren't cheap. They cost... That's $400. With the item. I mean, the actual glasses, like $200 for the frame and $100 for the lenses, right? And that was on sale. Yeah. <laughs> so these aren't cheap glasses. Now, they give them us, and then I got them home, and I looked at them because I just wanted to see what they were like, you know. 
and the lens isn't connected to the frame completely properly. It's like they didn't put them together properly. Now, while some people would think, well, they're not loose or anything, that's fine. To me, I don't think paying that much money, that's... And the reason I would just pay that, spend that kind of money was it was your birthday gift. Yeah, and I... It was your only birthday gift. Yeah, and, so. and the, the other thing is, the other thing is, the, I've, the glasses that I'm wearing now, which we bought over five years yeah. ago, they they last me about five years. So exactly. when you think about, like, you know, three, four hundred dollars, if they last you five years, then it's not very much. And it's really. on your face all day, every day. It's something I think is worth the investment, but I agree with you that... Uh, we'll and I about. can't see nothing without glasses, so it's essential. But anyway, we'll go back tomorrow and we'll get these adjusted. That's normal that they're digging in my head, I guess. They just didn't get them bent right. But, right. But the actual not being put together properly, I question I have, a, I have a strong feeling we'll be waiting another week for a new pair I think they'll be going off to the lab <laughs> um, and the other thing is if you subscribe to this show on iTunes I just wait somebody last week alerted me that they can't download the show through iTunes now this week I've investigated everything about our podcast I've investigated our feed I've investigated our servers everything is absolutely perfect if you go on Zoom Marketplace you can get our show no problem if you use an RSS reader, you can get a show no problem. If you stream it from a page, you can get the show no problem. iTunes, it is not working in there for some reason. Now, when I went and looked this up on Google, a lot of people have that problem with all kinds of podcasts. I guess it's just funny that you say, if you pre- if you subscribe with iTunes, I'm talking to you, but they won't be listening because they're not getting well, it. Well, they might have got it off the page because it didn't work in iTunes. Right, right. Because <laughs> you can do that. Um, but anyway... Last night I downloaded iTunes myself to try and figure out why it isn't working. And it really is nothing to do with us. It's something at Apple's end. Because it's passing properly. The, the things are on the server. There's no timeouts. Now, I got it to work by unsubscribing in iTunes and resubscribing. Then it started working. So if you're having a problem, I suggest unsubscribe from us and go in the music store, search for Ace Scully and resubscribe. And then it started working, so I don't know what the so problem is. So it is working. And, but then it didn't work, and then it did work, and then it didn't work. But there was more chance of it working if you unsubscribe and subscribe. But that's not a promise, then. It doesn't actually fix the problem. But if you're having a problem with it, getting it in iTunes, I've emailed Apple and asked them what the hell's going on, because everything at our end is fine. You can just go to aschoolie.com and download it and stick it on your iPod manually if you need to. Yeah. But as of last night, I, it was working in iTunes. Then I came back an hour later and it didn't work. And then I came back an hour later than that and it did work. What so. did you discover about iTunes in this time? I hate it. <laughs> Dude, it sucks. It's just like, ugh. I know we're in the minority, we, but we have Zune players. The Zune, if you've not seen the Zune software, it's brilliant. I mean, it's the way it is laid out is very simple to understand. Subscribing to a podcast Not is, because we're stupid. No. It's just, it's user it's extremely user productive you click on something it's everything's right i mean it's productive you want to get something two two seconds later you'll find it and get it done itunes is like i guess it's one of those things if you get really used to it but i've heard people have had have had, have had itunes and used itunes and ipods for since they were invented and they all hate it they all use third party things to download their stuff or to use their I don't, thing. I don't know. like how iTunes looks. I think it looks really dated. Oh, like it, very like dated. It, it looks it's like something fashioned. from 1990. Or something. Yeah, totally. Like, totally. Like that old Apple interface with the silver QuickTime yeah. player looking. I don't like that. I think they should revamp it. I mean, look at Zunes. It's all graphical. 
album art is up front and centre. And super fast. Yeah, I, I just prefer... Anyway, I'm not a Zune fanboy or anything. I just prefer... <laughs> if I didn't own a Zune at all, I would still use the Zune software to manage my music. Because you don't need Well, you wouldn't because you wouldn't have known about it, but you'd still no, hate I mean, that. No, I mean, now. Like, say, say, I, say I got rid of oh, yeah. Zune, I would still use it as a... Because I like it as a music player. I find myself doing that, too. When I come in here to listen to music, I just open that and listen. I do, because I can see all my album art, and I can immediately find everything I want. So, yeah, not being a... <laughs> uh, so, yeah, if it's broken in iTunes, let it... It's not our fault. <laughs> let me just say that. Um... The other thing I wanted to mention this week is uh, at Comic Con this week, they, I'm a big fan of the movie Tron, which is from the 80s. It's like one of the first computer movies. Ahead of its time. Movies about computers that I'd ever seen, really. Um, well, there is a sequel to Tron coming out in 2010 called Tron Legacy. And Disney this week put up the trailer in 1080p high definition, which is, is totally. It's, did you see me watching it? It's stunning looking. I was it, watching you watch it. You're like wet in your pants. Yeah. <laughs> so, so anyway, you're just like you very rarely just sit perfectly still and yeah. with sort of that look, what do you call it, gomless look on your face. You're just like, oh my god. <laughs> like so, yeah. That's so awesome. you basically get a glimpse of 2010 version of Tron light cycles, which is like mind blowing compared to. <laughs> I mean, it's really good in the day, but like, whew. and then. You get a uh, older-looking Jeff Bridges. Fair who, enough. Who is the hero of this movie, which is amazing. I like Jeff Bridges. so many years later, bringing back the same guy. I don't think they can do it wrong. If that trailer's anything to go by... And the trailer, interestingly enough, if you don't like spoilers or whatever, the trailer's not part of the movie. It's a VFX test. So it was what they put together to say, this is what the neutron will look like, and here's the star of it. That's so good. it's not going to spoil the story in any way. So it's worth a watch, and it's free. You just go and get it off. Uh, and that is at? That's at disney.go.com slash disneypictures slash Tron. Very good. And you can go and see it in 1080p high definition if, you're, if you've got the kind of monitor that can do that. I, I bet you, what do you call it, donuts to dollars, that if you go to disney.go.com, it'll be right there on the front. I imagine. <laughs> it's a big announcement. I mean, it's Tron, yeah. for Christ's sake. Uh, so what are you up to this week? What's for dinner? You have a song. Should we make you one? Sure. Sitar, gaming, and stuff. Well, it's very similar to yours, but I like it. It's not the same one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, not gaming and stuff. Mine's oh. just Sitar. Sitar, ad food, and YouTube videos. <laughs> We're going to have to make a new song every week. Yeah. <laughs> Mine is always starts with what's for dinner, because people really care, I'm sure. But tonight, it's going to be a combination of some configuration of corn, not corn, but corn chicken fake chicken products for you some rice some peas some chickpeas some tofurkey for me sauerkraut you're actually gonna have to go to the store aren't you there's yes there's something there's <laughs> even something amongst all of that uh, there's something oh we don't have our chips and salsa for later we don't have any Cake. sweet thing for later we've been eating now i'll mention this now i'm totally not into diet food at all yes i'm trying we're trying to eat this will kind of move into our next thing which is good because changing our foods and our eating you know, habits already changed all year, we've right? decided you know we've realized and talked about it yesterday like it is really difficult to get your mind around getting away from eating a constant stream of hamburgers and pizza and takeout food and restaurant food or even just our standard old steak a couple times a week a big pot of lasagna a big pot of pork chops in the crock pot you know which is all fantastic don't get me wrong 
And we didn't have any real objective. Uh, mine was to get help get rid of some pain that I have in my joints. You then decided you wanted to lose some weight. And we just... I kind of kicked it off by not wanting to eat meat. And then... It just has been a gradual thing. Over a year, we've cut out so many things. And I hate diet food. So I've been trying to kind of incorporate... I still eat the same amount, but just different stuff. But one thing we did try the last couple weeks... Because every night we have these kind of organic, natural, Missouri-made sunflower cookies. You eat six of them. They're little tiny cookies. And that's your little calorie-allotted dessert for the day, right? And... Are you listening to me? Yeah. It's funny. When I start talking, you just start sort of zooming off in other directions. Well, you're saying stuff. I'm not... I listen to you and look straight at you when you're talking. <sighs> Whatever. I'll just make it brief then. So mm. I decided then... We were in the store. You actually went to the store one day with me. We saw these Weight Watchers cakes. And you're like, hmm, this looks interesting. And I was like, hmm, you know, diet food is always crappy. I mean, it always is. It's, ugh. They totally are not. But we decided to get the lemon. Those were awesome. And they're little tiny things. They've got loads of shit in them, like lots of chemicals and all that kind of stuff. So I'm not recommending them necessarily. Because they're just tiny pieces of cake that have 90 calories per little cake thing. But we tried that one, then the carrot cake, and the chocolate one, and they're all really good. So if you're not afraid of all the chemicals, and probably high fructose corn syrup is in there, I don't know if you're if you're bothered by that. But they're really good to have them in the cabinet. You've eaten one every day. Hmm. And it satisfies that little urge a couple hours after supper to have some things. So you have a cup of tea in that. So I also eat a yogurt every day. Activia yogurt. That's uh, what I need I to swear, Yeah, store. I swear by the stuff. Yeah, because I've not had one today. Right. Um, it's amazing. And our and your other snack is just uh, some regular corn chips and salsa. We get like this good salsa and stuff. Eat a few of the chips, a little bit of salsa. Instead of like you said, going in there and eating like a bowl of cereal, then I'm so hungry. I'll have a bowl of ice cream. Two and pieces then of toast. I'm gonna yeah, and just all at once and not thinking about it. It's just, but it's really difficult over the. If you did said tomorrow I'm going to stop drinking soda, which I've done. I'm going to stop drinking coffee, which I've done. I'm going to stop eating meat every day, which I've done. If I decide to do that in one day, no, it, it would... Work. Oh, my God, no. I've done it my whole life. I've been fat my whole life. And I've had that thing where Monday's it. On Monday, that's it. I'm going to stop. I'm going to drink diet soda. And I'm, I'm going to walk every day. And I'm just going to do it. This is it. And, of course, I never did. Because I, I'm not that kind of person. I, actually, I need satisfaction. I actually like, think I've helped you a lot. Because... I'm pretty extreme. Um, I when, when I get on something, me, personally, it's just my... Um, what it's funny it? that you say that, because you wouldn't, you weren't even interested at all, no, and well, I'd already been doing it for What I'm saying months. is, my personality is to... Uh, if I'm doing something, I do it, don't I? I don't do halves, I do it, like... Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, but I think it's the opposite, because I'm the one that's sticking to me not buying any or getting any meat. I'm the one that goes to the store No, what day. I'm saying is, I believe that... But if I'd come home with two steaks, you'd eat it. You would eat some no, of I it. No, I told you I wouldn't, though. You would, actually. If I bought it and made it and stuff, you'd be like, yeah, you'd eat part of it. But I think it's a mutual I told thing. you not to bring things... Like, part of my diet that I've been on all year, since January, it was to... No more 7-Up, which you drank a bottle of every drink day. Drink no soda at all. I only drink water now. Me too. Um... Oh, tea, hot tea. <laughs> yeah, I drink a cup of tea, a couple of cups of tea maybe a day. Nothing big. I, I cut sugar out of my yep. tea mostly. I, I used to put three teaspoons of sugar in my tea, and I'd eat four or five, drink four or five cups a day, plus coffee, a pot of coffee. Yeah. I've cut it down to one teaspoon of either agave nectar or just that natural sugar. 
So part of my thing was to do all that and also go on the treadmill every day without fail. I've been on every day since I started this. That's my weakness. I cannot do that every day. I get fucking bored of it. And I say it's worked for me because I am actually... I've lost 40 pounds this year. This year. This year, yeah, but overall you've lost 70. Yeah. Now that's I'm down awesome. to like... If you want to admit that you were up to that. Like this too. week, like this week. Interestingly enough, this week we was going to the opticians, so I um, thought, oh, I'll wear some jeans because I normally wear track pants. Like, so I thought I'll wear me. I pulled my jeans out that I got married in, like some not jeans, but like black um, dress pants, dress, kind of. dressy Yeah, the Hugo Boss actually. They're real nice dress pants that on my wedding day were actually tight, and I wasn't particularly overweight then. Just a little. And that was ten years ago. I put them on. And I don't own a belt because I've not really needed one. <laughs> These funny. things fall off me, don't they? They just fall straight off. Not just fall off. They're like five inches too big. <laughs> Which is like... I, I mean, I see you. Like, that you've lost a lot of weight. I don't lose as much weight. I mean, I've lost about 20 pounds. But that's because I don't do the exercise every day. If I did that. And I just... I hate it. I hate a schedule. I, I don't hate like a team. But... With the food, because I've cut out... And that's the only way I've lost 20 pounds, is just changing the food. So, yeah, yeah. if you're despondent out there... but And I, I could cut out a lot more things even now. I could stop drinking coffee creamer, but that's one of those things I just have a hard time with. No, I, I, I haven't worked out today. Oh, we don't use butter anymore. I use olive oil all the time. We don't... We just use one kind of bread, and we don't eat bread. I don't eat bread with every meal, or potatoes. We've cut those out. All kinds of little things here and there that... Don't eat chocolate bars, don't eat... No. All that stuff that I used to. Anyway, I haven't worked out today, and you know when you say you hate working out, I would so much rather go and sit and watch TV instead of working out. <laughs> but I have made it a thing that I do half an hour on the treadmill every day, and even though it is half past ten at night right now, while this podcast is uploaded, I will be on the treadmill for half an hour. And how I've made it easy for myself is I take my little PC... And I, that's where I watch Howard Stern, which is a show that I really enjoy. I watch a half an hour's worth of Howard Stern while I'm on the treadmill. And it seems to kind of go by. It's yeah. not, it's not, I'm to, not totally loving it and enjoying it. But I'm catching up on some Howard Stern and rather catch up on it there than sit in my chair here. See, I don't, I just don't, I like it when I've done the walking on the treadmill. And there are some days when I've done it, I do it for 45 minutes or an hour because I don't do running or anything. Like, you do really fast. I just do kind of walk and a little bit faster. But I have hated, despised exercise since I was a child. I mean, despised it. I don't want to go outside and roll around and play. I didn't, the only thing I've ever done that I've enjoyed, physical activities, roller skating and swimming. I despise running, jogging, walking, walking outside. I don't mind walking through the nature park because then I have at least something interesting to look at. I have hated it so all of my life. Would you like underwater roller skating, do you think? <laughs> yes. <laughs> underwater roller skating and uh, treadmilling. Under, that'd be fine. <laughs> Maybe you should I was arrange. thinking about that the other day. When I was a kid, right, I was the only fat kid in my class. I mean, I was. There weren't... It wasn't like it is now, and I, I don't... I can't pinpoint what's happened, but I'm saying I was it. And I would see, it would be time for gym class or something. I absolutely hated it. Not, I mean, I wasn't roly-poly fat kid. I was probably not even fat then. But in my mind, I was. And everybody called me fatso. And so I guess the standard is different now. I just hated it. I didn't want to 
do this calisthenics. I didn't want to do this stupid running, jogging, sweating, putting on the stupid shoes. I mean, I didn't want to go out and play soccer. I didn't want to go do badminton. None of it. I hated it. Well, let me mention, I'm a, I was in exactly the same thing. But I wasn't fat. I never really was. But um, I hated sports. Hated pee at school. I always wanted to be uh, playing chess yes. or in the computer room messing with the computer. I didn't want to be playing football in the frost because I, I was in Eng- England. It was like snowing and the, you're out on the pitch playing football. It totally sucked. I was freezing. I just didn't really want to do it. I was the same as you. I never really wanted to do it. I just wanted to do mess with the computer. You just probably didn't have the um, availability. Like in our family, we had just my mom. I mean, just as a family, I had you know three siblings and parents and friends around all the time. So there was always... Boxes of Twinkies and frozen pizza and chicken noodle soup and Pepsi and Mountain Dew and iced tea with lots of sugar and pizza. And I would much rather, even to this day, I would rather sit on my butt for three hours watching TV, eating constantly, than, it doesn't matter what it is, because I love it, than I would going outside and doing some kind of activity. Now, I know this about myself now. I know that it's not a positive thing because I also think I have a grandmother, like my father's mother, who died in her 50s. I'm 41. So I think, not that I can prevent that, but I just think about that. Like, right. So if I do constantly keep eating bacon every day and biscuits and gravy every day and I don't move around at all, then, you know, I have to sub. I just deal with the consequences. And I can't bitch and moan about pains and aches. And I can't bitch and moan if I have a heart attack. And I can't bitch and moan about feeling like shit all the time it's up to me so and but i know my personality you can't come in here with a piece of equipment and or a big diet plan and i'll be like "Woo, yeah it's great i'll do it no 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 i have to do it my way and it's slow and without the stupid scale every day because i bloody hate it i don't want numbers i just want to do it so i'm trying to be inspirational to people In sort of a very angry so, way. <laughs> so, cut a long story short. Yes. We've changed our food and yes. habits. I've lost a bunch of weight. You've lost a bunch of weight. We actually feel better. And it's fantastic fun to try yeah, new I, things. I like, you know, I I try anything anyway. It's always been my philosophy. I'll try things. If I, I'll, food, yep. I'll try any of it. It doesn't matter if it's a pig's <laughs> anus. I'll try it. Once. Yeah. I said to you, I'll try it. <laughs> yes. So, Even last night yeah. I made some pasta and sauce and you're like, well, I ate it, but it wasn't great. <laughs> yeah, I just wasn't into it, but I ate it. You know what I'm saying? But I said to you, I wouldn't eat it again. Right, right. That was enough. So I think I'm easy that way. I'll try it. So if you're wondering now, like, ugh, you feel like shit or you want to change, just start little. Start very small. If you drink five cups of coffee a day, if the only thing you change is drink two instead. Oh, the only thing you change is stop putting sugar in it. No, that's tough. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I I actually found. See, I do have a sugar in my tea. Just one. Yeah. Small. Very small. Um, and I used to be a three sugars in my tea, really sweet, milky tea person. I thought I could never go for one sugar. Me too. But now, I think two sugars would be too much. I have days when I don't put sugar. I'll forget. I I put my coffee creamer in there, which is I use the you know the probably very evil. Coffee Mate, vanilla, caramel flavored. And sometimes I just use a teaspoon of that. And in reality, that's enough. But then the extra sugar is always good. So, see, I have the thing where I just... Uh, so yeah, It's tough. I just, like I said, long story short, if you want to cut things out or change... Go slow. The, the answer is change slowly. Um, I kind of didn't. 
I went a bit extreme, but that's just how I am. Uh, I guess it can work both ways. That's no, it. you went slow because I'm in control of your food. So when I stopped buying meat all the time, you said in the beginning, and that was last year, way before Christmas, you're like, I'll never stop eating meat. No, not me. So you, know you can do that. You can do that. That's fine. But I'm never going to stop. So, I mean, that's great. And uh, now I never buy meat hardly. I actually just- thought there was no substitute for meat for me. Right. I thought I do need like a meat something. Of course. Yeah. And I thought there was, I've tried tofu and all that stuff. There's nothing of a substitute, but since we started getting that corn, corn, Q U O R N stuff, it's a meat. It's an absolute meat. It, I would. I said to you the other day, you sometimes will get chicken strips from Walmart or whatever, yeah. and put them on a salad. I actually prefer the corn nuggets. They taste better than the chicken strips that you get from the store. They're not as greasy, and they just taste. And better. we have some other like Morningstar meat quote-unquote crumbles and stuff. I haven't used that in spaghetti or anything yet, but I'm going to try it. I mean, some of it could be crap. It's not corn, but it's a similar kind of product mm. with a different... But, you see, you've got it's that... Not, I'll try it, but it's yeah. not a tofu type. Now, I've taste. tried the Morningstar sausage crumbles. Really good. With right. some tofu in there. And I'm not going vegetarian or anything. I'm saying I'm trying to cut out that no, extra fat. I, I mean, fat. I'll still eat a ham sandwich. I'm not... Exactly. But I, I used to eat a steak twice a week sometimes. We did. And a big pot of lasagna with loads of hamburger. And fries and, and all that. We don't <laughs> eat any of that. So anyway, that's, anyway. that's our food. <laughs> um, and your last thing is? My last thing is that I made a new YouTube video of me doing some detail work on a drawing that I've done recently. And let me just say, because we're a Blu-ray um, movie Family. review <laughs> show... Um, I, the camera that I bought you for Christmas does high definition video, yes, so you decided fantastic. to do this um, video in high definition. Now it takes a long time to upload a high definition to YouTube. In fact, it's probably still. In fact, it probably still. And I had to do it twice because the first time I didn't get all the sound. Yeah, it's only halfway. Anyway, if you want to see the quality you can get from a home. It's not a video camera either. It's a still camera. And in fact, this is drawing super up close, little super teeny tiny lines with a really fine point pen. So if you go and if you look at it full screen on YouTube, it's not up there yet. But, but if you go on YouTube and search for Sid Talk and look at a latest upload, which will be there by the time you have downloaded yep. this, um, you will see it's in full 720p. It's a 1280 by 720, so it really looks good. Um, it does. That's what I'm impressed about. I, and that inspires me to do more. Yeah, and I think that camera does a hell of a job at doing... It's high, awesome. And it's not a video camera, let point out. No. It's a still camera. That yeah. do, most still cameras nowadays, digital, will actually record video onto a card. Now, it used to be crummy little webcam-style video, but now it's like full... When I full-screened full it from... Because the first one I did on YouTube, I full-screened it thinking, oh, it's going to look fuzzy and all my lines... If you look at it in low def, they kind of all blur together, and it was perfect. So, I love that. And there's a thing, you know, when you... At first, when we first started doing Blu-ray and stuff, you was like, I don't really get the... You was like, I well, don't get the Well, that would be an val- example where I understand the value of yeah, it. Yeah, when you go back and look at something in standard, it, it really is a different thing. And YouTube, you know, they do crush your video up. True, and it still looks awesome. But they don't awesome. crush this stuff up so much. If you pick, you have to pick the high def version. Though. You have to go down to the bottom of uh, yeah. on it, and it'll say. Just take it. a look at it. It's a, you doing a drawing anyway. Sit doc, C I D T A. Okay. Okay, so let's wrap this baby up. Send it to bed. We're on an hour and twenty minutes. So Fab. Can I have my? Uh, yes. Sheet? You already know what to say. Okay, so uh, yeah, I do. <laughs> Thank you for listening. I'm gonna get through it quick because we're on a one hour and twenty minute right. tip. Um, I want to remind you about the websites, ascully.com, sidtalk.com, twitter.com slash ascully, twitter.com slash sidtalk if you want to keep up with our weekly ramblings, um, facebook.com slash ascully, facebook.com slash sidtalk, 
if you want to keep up with our weekly ramblings. Well, you have to make them your friend, which you probably wouldn't. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm on Xbox Live. One of these weeks, I'll give you my Wii friend code, so maybe I can get some Wii friends, because I have none. Oh, I don't even one. have No, I don't even have one anymore, because I reformatted my That's Wii this right. week. Anyway, uh, you can get this podcast on the Zoom Marketplace, the RSS feed, which is on com which we have redesigned. If you click on the word podcast, you can stream them all there. It's very easy to understand now. It's not like it used to be. Very good. Um, you can go there and listen to it. iTunes Music Store. Yes, we are on the iTunes Music Store. We always have been. All the, Every episode, all 80 of them. There is obviously some kind of issue right now. It is not us. I'm assuming they will fix it. Because there's a lot of uh, podcasts that can't be played. But as of last night, it worked. If it doesn't, just go to aschoolie.com and you can click the download the podcast and the MP3 will come straight to your desktop. Just drag that onto your iPod. If I'm sure um, iTunes allows the dragging and dropping of music files. I don't know. I don't think it's that easy. Well, whatever. You can get it. Because they're sophisticated. It's readily available. It's out there. (laughs) Um, You can email feedback to me at aschoolie.com and I want to say... Stay classy, and I'm going on the treadmill in a minute. Fabulous. I'm going to say think for yourself. And stay fit as well. Stay fit. You don't <laughs> have to stay fit. It's your choice. Yeah. Stay I'm never, I'm never going to be fit. I, but I think for myself, I don't need to be a skinny little supermodel, but I know I want to feel good and live longer than to be uh, okay. 50 years Here's old. Here's my catchphrase then. Stay fit or stay fat. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's just rude. Oh, my God. It's not I'm going to say think for yourself and don't listen to him. Or stay fit or be fat. Like, if you want to be fat. You can be fit and fat at the same time. That's why that's rude. Really? <laughs> yes. No, I'm going to have to... <laughs> I'm going to have to um, get out of here because... It's hot. The, my testicles are really sticking to my leg, like I've said before. But worse than that. <laughs> nice. Why is it so hot in here? <laughs>